Wednesday, it's 7 o'clock and time for the Scots Whitty Show.
And that was Chris Drever and If Wishes Were Horses from the 2013 album of the same name. A song as relevant today as it ever was, if not more so. And Chris released an excellent single with Kareen Polwart earlier this year called Northern Sky, which I must play for you very soon. Welcome to the Scots We Hay Show on Cam Glen Radio. My name is Ali Braidwood and for the next couple of hours I'll play you the very best Scottish music, both old but mostly brand new. And we have all of our regular features, our Artist of the Week, our Speakeasy Circus, and I'll be speaking to Jack Avison from the band as well as playing a couple of tracks. The featured album is On Pain, the latest by Lloyd Cole, and I'll play two tracks from that. And we have Book TV podcast, or rather radio this week, suggestions for you to ponder. But as ever, we kick off with three of the best new releases, starting with the always excellent Martha May and the Mondays, and this is Hardcore Happiness. Won't fade Even 
No case ever closed, so to speak. Eating within a day can color in so goddamn bleak. I've done some heavy lifting. Cause it's not the kind of craft And the work of love is not for the weak The weight of love is not for the frail When the narrative has set them up to Another love that you fall 
that I'd never recover, but my heart's not broke, it's blue, and I hope you heard the news I fall And the first of those three new releases was Martha May and the Mondays and Hardcore Happiness. Another great single from Martha May and the Mondays. Is it their best yet? Well, it could just be. Go and listen to the previous ones if you haven't already and make up your own mind. And then you heard Becky Sacasa, the fantastic Becky Sacasa, and the latest single, The Work of Love. And Becky has a few headline gigs lined up for the end of this year and the beginning of next, which tickets are available for already. On the 3rd of November, she's going to be headlining the Old Lab at Summerhall in Edinburgh. 
on the 25th of January in 2024, it'll soon be with us, uh, she's going to be at the Lower Third at Outernet in London, and on January the 28th, 2024, Becky is going to be at St Luke's in Glasgow, headlining as part of Celtic Connections. And just there you heard Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves and the Epic Stubborn. And their debut album, Unmask the Circus, is out now with Asai Records. Now we've had Philip John Taylor on the show a couple of times talking about his solo work and his collaboration with David Ross Linklater. But many will know him as a member of the band Pause. They have a new single out and this is it. This is Pause and Disenchanted. That's a new single by Pause called Disenchanted and that's released ahead of their new album which is also called Pause and it's going to be out in October. And when it is, I will play more from it, that's a promise. Now it's time for our book recommendation for this week and it is Paul Delgarno's A Country of Eternal Light which is published by Polygon Books. Here's a bit of blurb from the back to tell you more about what's going on. Margaret Bryce has been having a hard time since dying in 2014. In a place beyond, we join Margaret as she revisits her life from her Aberdeen prefab childhood to the birth of her twin girls, through Thatcher's Britain, the Piper Alpha oil rig disaster, Australia's black summer bushfires, the death of Princess Diana and the Covid pandemic. A country of eternal light will take you on a journey like no other. It's an utterly original bitingly funny and poignant novel about life and death, what we choose to remember 
and that we do anything to forget. And it's a book which could be described as a modern ghost story, which is told across the ghost's lifetime, jumping over the years to assess and reassess the past, present and future of Margaret and her family. It's sort of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol meets Rashomon, as we and Margaret are asked to adjust opinions and views on all the characters and events which we are told about and which Margaret is now reviewing. As more is revealed, we begin to understand that there is even more we don't know. And once the final page is turned, you have the urge to go back to the beginning and start all over again. It's a beautifully written novel, one which questions memory, perspective and examines grief and forgiveness. And that's me talking about Paul Dalgarno's A Country of Eternal Light, which is out now published on the Polygon imprint of Berlin. And it's our book recommendation for this week. Back to the new music now. This is the beautiful Why You Cry by Mads Sace. In the book. I'm not gonna be the one who invented you. 
And that was Cloud House and Still Here. Cloud House have a huge sound that deserves to be heard on the biggest stage. They're going to be playing at King Tut's Wawa Hut on Friday, September the 29th. And you should catch them at such stages while you still can. And before that, you heard the gorgeous Why You Cry by Mads Sace. Mads Sace is a solo artist with an eclectic genre of releases from dance to indie pop and jazz. Mads is a singer, violinist and dancer and producer as well. And I'm hoping we'll get further releases from Mads Sace before the end of the year. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break. That time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio and this week it is the full eight minutes and eight seconds of the treacherous orchestra's 
扮噶
and that was the Treacherous Orchestra and aptly named Banger, taken from their fantastic album Grind, which came out back in 2016. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. Another new release next. This is Uncle Kid and What a Wonderful World. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white the bright blessed day dark sacred night and I think to myself what a wonderful world the colours
Just wonderful to hear that again. That is the Starlets and Rockin' in a Shy Way with the inimitable vocals of Biff Smith. It's taken from the album I Wake Up Dreaming, but if I were you, if you enjoyed that, go and check out the Starlets music in its entirety as it is just wonderful. And before that, you heard the latest release from Uncle Kid and it's Uncle Kid's cover of Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. Perhaps the most unexpected cover of recent times or perhaps not as this is Uncle Kid, from whom you should always expect the unexpected. Now we move on to our featured album for this week and it's the latest from the legendary Lloyd Cole. It's called On Pain, and from it, this is I Can Hear Everything. I'm 
And that was the well-kent voice of Lloyd Cole and I Can Hear Everything, taken from our featured album, which is Lloyd Cole's latest On Pain. And I'll play another track from it later on in the show. You're listening to the Scots Wahey Show with me, Ali Braidwood. And next, it's our TV recommendation for this week. Or should I say recommendations? Because it's lots of short programmes about this year's Belladrum Tartan Heart Festival. There's loads of regulars that we play on the Scots Wahey Show featured. They're of varying lengths, but they include bands such as Scarivore, Altered Images... Uh, Katie Tunstall, Elephant Sessions, Father Son, The Bluebells, Travis, Pale Waves, Dead Pony, Rianne Downey, and an artist we're going to hear in a moment, Katie Gregson McLeod, which is the most recent one. But if you missed any of Belladrum Festival or any of the coverage, then you can spend hours catching up with these programmes, all of which are on iPlayer at the moment. Just search for Belladrum. And as I say, the latest one features Katie Gregson McLeod and Katie has a new single out now. So I'm going to play it for you now. This is Katie Gregson McLeod and your ex. So at the merch stand Talking to her ex-man Her ex-man was you Short blonde hair Like the girl who just sang The girl who just sang was me And it would hurt if she bought your t-shirt Sure is mine. Ah, you know what he 
Another example of just why Katie Gregson McLeod is considered one of the finest singer-songwriters around. And if you enjoyed that, as I said earlier, head over to iPlayer and catch the episode of Belladrum featuring Katie Gregson McLeod. Now we move on to our Artist of the Week, who are Speakeasy Circus. In a moment, I'll be talking to Jack Avison from the band after you've heard their current single, This is Gros Michelle. Now the bananas are here in person, and at Avonmouth Docks, they're welcomed by Bristol's Lord Mayor. Cargo of bananas that has arrived at this port since the war. We hope it's the prelude of many more to come, and that the prosperity and development of our trade will continue for many long years to be. Nutritious breakfast on our cereal Isn't it amazing, so exotic in your kitchen I bet you adorable, sun yellow Stripey pyjamas on TV shows We're so lucky, we're so grateful If we don't look, we can see That what you do is wonderful
we've just heard Grow Michelle by Speak Easy Circus. And I'm joined now by Jack Averson from the band. Hello, Jack. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. So what can you tell us about Grow Michelle and the inspiration behind it? Because it's an interesting song. Yeah, so Grow Michelle is actually a type of banana. It was the original banana that sort of um, became really popular in Europe and like in the United States. It was the first banana that was sort of exported. And it's the banana that like my grand, for example, still has memories of like seeing a banana for the very first time. And it was like a very exotic, sort of exciting um, fruit. And basically, I don't know if you've heard the rumor about how like the banana flavoring is all based on like an old type of banana. That is the Gros Michel banana. So it does not exist anymore. Right. It is not able to be exported widely because of um, basically because of like a disease that sort of infected the banana um, trees. And that's largely due to the way that it's been like cultivated and the way that it was like um, farmed and exported and everything like that. So I kind of got in a bit of a, just like a deep dive, like rabbit hole situation where I was like watching documentaries about bananas and, and finding out all about like the new types of bananas and, uh, and like the sort of farming practices and all the people that are like involved in it at all the different stages. And I was always just kind of like struck by how, um, kind of like we think of the, this just like a piece of fruit basically, but it's like, there's this whole sort of, uh, slightly dark like undercurrent to it in terms of like how it's processed and like it's very sort of exploitative and they're the sort of banana companies as particularly uh, Chiquita which used to be the United Fruit Company during the early 1900s was like kind of a, an evil well not kind of an evil sort of a corporation especially in like South America and Central America and um yeah, I just I had this idea for the for the song, like for the for the first riff and and it just started coming to me and I was like, oh, this is actually a really like I think this would be a, a slightly unique um, thing or uh, like a unique topic to write a song about. Um, and from then it just kind of it came it came fairly it came fairly easily from that. I think it's definitely a unique topic. I've done a lot of these interviews and I've never had an answer like that. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> So did you did you research with an idea that you were going to write a song about it, or did the song come from just your interest and your deep dive, as you say? Yeah. So initially, I didn't I didn't know I was going to write a song about it. Um, but then once I knew that I was going to write a song about it, I then sort of researched more uh, and, and looked more into it. And there was definitely points where, like, because also you want the song to be, um, it's, it can't just be like a list of facts. Like you have to, it also has to be in like a song format. So like you want bits that are like a little catchy. You want some like some wordplay. You want it to have a little bit of a story, like sort of like a narrative running through it. And that narrative for me was like, basically at the start of the song, the bananas presented as this like brand new thing. Like, oh, it's like really exciting and then slowly start like dropping in like these little bits, but like as the narrator, you're kind of almost willfully like ignoring it because like we sort of to a degree, not just with bananas, but with lots of other things, like we know that stuff happens in other parts of the world to give us our iPhones and our and our bananas and all this kind of stuff. But we kind of have a little bit of a willful ignorance to it. So I so the the sort of structure of the song was to to add in these little bits. And so obviously as I was then doing that, I was looking for more information and looking for more bits. And and then the end of the song actually you can hear in the background is a a quote from a Pablo Neruda poet. Uh, nice. poet. He's a poet from from South America. 
and um, about like the banana corporations and like so the idea is that it starts from this like point of sort of uh not knowing a lot about it and kind of being like a little um innocent about like the idea of the banana is great da, da, da. and then like as you come through the song you, you have more and more information so that's definitely the sort of the, the structure that i wanted to to take with it as well and is this going to be a standalone single or is this kind of a precursor to, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of serious. It sounds like you've done so much. You could almost have a concept album, yeah. but no, but is, is, is there going to be more music coming out um, after it or is it going to be standalone for now? Um, so at the moment, in terms of like fruit based music, it's there. Uh, it's going to be the, it's the only fruit based music, but uh, I, yeah, I think I don't, it wasn't even like a, it was going to be a stand. I think I really enjoyed watching. Uh, there's like some like Netflix documentaries called like Rotten and stuff. It's all about like where food comes from, like kind of yeah. stuff. So it was around about that time as well. I, I don't. There's lots of songs that you could write about stuff like that. Um, I might do some some more in the future. But at the moment, this, the other songs that we have written and recorded are, are sort of going to be coming out uh, next year aren't like uh, fruit based or food based. Although maybe that would have been an idea. Maybe we should have made we called it like the the fruit bowl EP or something, and it all could have just been. Uh, Fruit, uh, fruit related songs. <laughs> and it's interesting talking to you because I hadn't really thought about it, but the way that uh, fruit, when it first was brought over to the UK, I, for some reason I'm thinking of pineapples, and you know it was seen yeah. as almost like this incredible thing to own a pineapple and real yeah. status symbol, you know. And yeah. now you know they're rotten in people's fruit bowls. Bananas are you know growing brown on people's banana trees yeah. if they have such a thing. Um, and it just becomes another thing that we let we buy and we consume and or we let go. And 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 not not even just that because like there's sort of a we ha almost have like an expectation that like we should be able to get all fruits and all foods like at all times of the year. And it is like that's that's a, a relatively recent thing. Mm -hmm. Like I think even like my parents' generation probably wouldn't have had this thing of like you should be able to like an expectation that you should go to the shop and you should be able to get like strawberries pineapples like in the dead of winter like that wouldn't have been a, that wouldn't really have been a thing and so i think it also like does tap into that idea that like maybe we should go more back to like it's not very sustainable to constantly be shipping mm. like fruits all over the world all the time well i say all over the world to europe and to the to the western world primarily um and so maybe it's just something to like think a little bit more about in terms of like um is it a good thing to have like to expect to have everything available all the time in terms of like fruit and produce and is it just better to you know because also the, the fruit is better in the summer like mm. i don't know if you've, if you've ever bought strawberries in december like they're normally disappointment oh, <laughs> the, the best ones are if you buy them in season yeah i, I used to uh, work in in catering uh, well, for a long time but so it's, I really do understand this because when I started you would get the asparagus season and that yeah. was you know and that was a short period of time in the summer and that we get and of course now you get it and you just see the growth yeah. it's just it is actually a really interesting thing the yeah. way that the food business works and the way that we sell all our shellfish overseas and then we bring all our roasted peppers or red peppers from Holland I think it was was the main producer yeah, yeah. I know I didn't think when I was going to talk to you that we'd be talking in depth about yeah. <laughs> politics of uh, food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, can you give us some background into Speakeasy Circus, uh, Jack? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Speakeasy Circus had originally started 
it was around about 2000, well, it was probably about 2018 when I moved to Glasgow after after finishing at university. And I had always wanted to, to basically be in a band and to, to find a band, but I basically didn't know any musicians in Glasgow at all. So I started out just making stuff like in my bedroom and recording stuff. And um, that's the first uh, four songs that we released or like the first EP that we released, which was in about 2019, was basically just me doing stuff in in my room with like a couple of people here and there. John, who plays saxophone, he played on it, played the drums and stuff. Um, but I was just trying to like, I was just trying to get it off the ground really. And around about that time, I started playing in different bands, like other people's bands in Glasgow. Um, and that's when I sort of started to meet a couple more musicians. And um, eventually uh, we got to a point where like that other band had kind of stopped. And I was like, oh, well, guys, like I've got this uh, project. They'd been sort of helping me out with like the odd shows here and there. And I was like, oh, how do you guys feel about like coming on like full time and like making this like more of a more of a band project? Um, and luckily they said they said yes. So that was um, around about 2019. And then we got about three months of that and then COVID happened. <laughs> so the timing was the timing was wonderful. But um, no, it's been it's been good overall. I was wondering about that because I saw that you formed in uh, 2019. So I was thinking, well, a lot of your time as a band has been during lockdown and COVID period. And did you keep making music in that time? Did you keep kind of in touch? Were you still a band in, in terms of uh, that during that time? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that actually kind of helped us to to stay sane a little bit like during that time because we actually decided to start uh, like a video project thing that we called Quarantunes, which was basically just like little collaborations that we were doing um as like video projects as well and we tried to make we put them up on youtube and like we did we ended up doing seven in total um and each of them was started with like a different concept and we tried like we were trying to use it as a bit of an experimentation as well of like trying out different video styles we did one with like a uh, i got these sort of fluffy rabbit things in a in a chocolate easter egg and then we did like a stop motion thing just with my phone, just like taking loads of photos and like made this little adventure thing like just around the flat. So we're trying to like use the limitations in a way to uh, to be creative, which can actually sometimes uh, be really beneficial when you're sort of told you have to stay within these limits. And then you've yeah. just got to find ways to do stuff within those limits. And suddenly you're really like thinking outside the box and doing different things. So, so that, that was a lot of fun. And then we also did have some music come out um, that we, I think it was like a two week period in September of yeah. 2020 where you could move around the country. And we were lucky enough that that happened to fall exactly. And when we were going to do some recording and then that meant that in 2021, we could, we could still be releasing music and stuff like that. So, so definitely we still like stayed very in touch. I actually live with John, John who plays saxophone, um, in the band so we were able to sort of work on stuff together and then we would send sort of files across to to different members of the band and they would add stuff on and then and then send it back I feel like quite a lot of musicians around about that time got pretty good at um even if they hadn't used like sort of digital audio workspaces and stuff beforehand like most people pretty quickly realized that they were going to need to get like a little interface like some some cables like uh, even if it's just like the free software um just to do you know, bass tracks and then send it back to us or to do little bits and pieces. I think most musicians kind of quite quickly got on board with that and realised that, that was going to be the the way to keep doing stuff, basically. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people uh, adapted pretty quickly if they wanted to keep yeah. music and sharing uh, music as well. But the band does sound like 
they would be wanting to see live. So have you managed to play live yet? Have you? Yeah, yeah. So so we've been playing. We've been playing live. We did um, uh, last year actually. We did a tour around the north of Scotland. Um, and we were raising money for Bernardo's children's charity. And the point of it was to try and go to places that we wouldn't normally go to play live. So we went, we played 12 shows and uh, sorry, 10 shows in 12 days, went all, all the way around the North of Scotland, went to places like uh, Durness, Thurzo, um, like Skybridge, Forest, like all these sort of places where a band from Glasgow, as a band from Glasgow, we probably wouldn't have have thought to sort of go out to these these faraway places um, and then we also actually did a workshop uh, in Inverness for uh, the kids that go to um, or like that were helped by that Bernardo Centre so we got like some instruments and uh, and we're able to do these little workshops with them and teach them bits and pieces and so so that's that was really good I mean that was actually um, kind of born from from feeling a frustration at the lack of gigs that we had had and like obviously spent we had spent a long time not being able to travel and not being able to to go and play shows and all this kind of stuff and so we really wanted to do something that was like a little a little out of the ordinary a little out of our comfort zone um and you know it's a shame that up until that point like I hadn't been to those parts of Scotland and they are absolutely beautiful and so we kind of wanted to to highlight uh, that a little bit as well yeah i think there's increasingly people are realizing that there are venues in that yeah. area that they can go to and, and visit. Exactly. And what's the Speakeasy Circus live experience like? like how many of you are there on stage? Because it's such a big sound. Yeah, so so there's five of us. Um, so we've got um, John and Fenn, who are our horn sections, so that's sax and trombone, respectively. And then we've got Chats on the bass, Fraser on the drums, and I sing and, and play guitar. So it's a really... Um, yeah, it is a big sound. That's actually something that we really worked on a lot for Grow Michelle, uh, the most recent single, because we really wanted to try and capture more of that live like energy and that live and the live sound. And um, previously, we'd done a lot of recording, um, often through necessity, just because of the spaces that we were using, where we would do like each thing individually, like track everything individually, um, which is sort of like a obviously justifiable way to to make music. Um, but we felt that it wasn't quite like capturing that that side of things. And and so often people would say to us after shows, like, oh my God, you sound you sound better live than than on, than on like your recordings. So we really want to try and capture some of that. And so we we recorded in a slightly different way where we sort of tracked our like sort of rhythm section um all together. Um and then it meant that we had this sort of like natural groove and like feel that comes from actually being able to like look across at somebody and like and play with them rather than just like playing along to a click or something like that in your in your ear and I really think that helped capture the the live feel because it is high it is sort of high energy and we like to go up and down in the sets so we have like um different uh yeah different gears where like you want to kind of have have high sort of octane moments and then you also want to be able to kind of just like chill out a little bit Lots of our guys like John and Fenn and Chats and stuff have come from from sort of like jazz and, and R&B soul backgrounds. And so honestly, you can just like play chord progression and just call one of them, set them off and they'll just do like a wonderful solo and then they'll be in and out and they'll, you know, the sax and the trombone will be taking turns. And it's all uh, it's all a lot of fun, quite quite sort of relaxed and going yeah, up and down into, into different gears. 
So there's a, a, an, is there an element of improvisation kind of when you're out live that you can you know, get feed yeah. off each other in that sense? Absolutely. I mean, it was actually one of the, the big learning curves that I had because I grew up playing sort of like rock music, uh, rock music and sort of metal music and stuff. Um, and there, it's something that I really uh, sort of admired when I first started playing with musicians that came from this different background was like, they really are like, uh, they know their their music so well that you can just like set them off and, and they're just going to play something amazing. So certainly I know like the, the horn section, they never play any of the, of the solos the same ever. Like they've never, never the the one that's on the like anything that's on the the recording that they've played that like once basically, and that's it, and it's and it's never played the same. I it's something that I personally like. I'm really trying to work on as well. So like, some of the guitar solos are more set guitar solos, but there's also like I I really like to push myself as well and keep up with with these guys, and so like I'll often try and like do different guitar solos and like throw in different bits and pieces here and there, and then we also do like to have like. And um, basically the actual sections where there's no sort of like set uh, time period and there's we kind of we're coming out of a song so we kind of know where we are in terms of like the the key and stuff and then we just kind of like let it just let it sort of meander a little bit see where it's going and then somebody chats or maybe like pick up a little a little bass line that he likes and you'll play it and then one of the horns will sort of pick it up and you can kind of just start feeling it out um which is actually a really fun thing about doing like our own shows when we've got like a little more time like sometimes if you're playing like a quick 30 minute set like you don't quite have that uh that time but when we're doing our own shows we, we have a lot more freedom to kind of let them uh let them go off and, and do some cool stuff yeah and it's interesting hearing you talk about the different influences i think you can certainly hear a rock influence on your guitar and i i think it really feeds into the the band as a whole because it isn't just a funk band there's rock there's jeff definitely jazz there's all these things yeah. And what you're describing is a band that if you go and see them one night, it'll be different from maybe seeing them the previous yeah. night. And there's always a certain energy, I think, with bands like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, um, I mean, even before even before any of the other guys had joined, like the reason that I had called it like Speakeasy Circus is because it had this feel of like, yeah, it's. I think it gave this sort of, this image of like an eclectic, like thing with like lots of different influences thrown on and so it was almost like I, I knew that's what I, I was like aiming for before I even had the people to do it <laughs> and and then and then these these guys have come on and uh, has really helped like bring it together like obviously it started in like in my bedroom but it's it's certainly like been developed and it's been made what it is today by the other influences from all these other people like it wouldn't be able to um it wouldn't exist in its in its current form if it wasn't for those uh, different influences and we really want to sort of make them shine through and i think that that does come through on like if you were li to listen to our our previous music like i think you would be hard pressed to find like one or two songs that sound the same like we've got some songs that are really rocky some songs that are like really almost like singer songwritery like acoustic like we do really try and, and and bring all these different influences um out in different songs yeah and with that in mind are there other bands around in scotland today that you admire maybe some that you've played with uh that you would recommend um so i never played with them but i'm a big fan of corto alto at the moment i think they're absolutely stunning we actually uh we all went to see them when they played at SW3 recently. Absolutely amazing uh, show. I think they're great. Um, Tom Guy and the Brassels are a great band. Um, 
there's I mean to be honest there's there's loads of different groups that are out there I mean Joseph has been doing absolutely um, amazing as well saw him uh, recently also uh, and it's great to see uh, bands from Glasgow I've actually never played with any of those bands so if you guys want to have us come and play we'd definitely be up for it um but yeah I think I think it's great to see especially I especially like seeing uh, some jazz stuff come up because again like I when I started playing with these guys, it was almost like a little bit of a baptism by fire in terms of like, uh, I was just suddenly getting like so many recommendations thrown at me and like all these, like they're playing all these licks and I'm like, I'm like, that's blowing my mind. And they're like, oh, this is just like a standard jazz lick from like such and such. And I'm, uh, and so I was really just trying to like soak everything in and, and learn as like, learn as much as I could and listen to as much as I could. Um, and then to hear um, like a band like Quarta Alto come out and and sort of, be pushing it forward and be getting like good recognition for what you could probably argue is like a relatively sort of still a niche sort of style of music and and to be getting that sort of recognition I think it's um I think it's really great yeah I think you're right I think it's never been better for the kind of music you make and the people that you've mentioned there just seems to be uh, a real variety uh, in in it as well you know yeah. lots of different influences coming in which you maybe didn't get before. exactly yeah and have you got any live dates coming up? Anything that you can uh, let, let us know about? So, yeah, at the moment, we've got um, the only show that we have just now. We're going to be doing a show at Whistle Binkies, uh, actually, during the festival. So that's going to be, that actually might be even before this comes out. So um, the next one we're going to be doing, we're going to be playing at Soul Fest, which at the end of August. Um, so that's going to be fun. And then um, we're going to be arranging a couple of shows towards the end of the year because we're going to be bringing out some more music. But we've not got those sort of confirmed yet. We've got a new single coming out and then we're going to have an EP uh, coming out at the end of the year. Well, I'm really looking forward to all of that. That's fantastic. Jack, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. No, thanks so much for having me. It's been great to have a chat about bananas. Talk about them every chance I get now. (laughs) Exactly. Where else could you do that? This is Speakeasy Circus and Sewing Up. Surely we can work this out together 
If we could stay together even better Cause I love the way you feel And we're joying at the hip And I hope you never leave my side And that was Speakeasy Circus and sewing up. And thanks to Jack for having a chat. I'll never think about bananas in the same way again. You're listening to the Scots Wahey Show on Cam Glen Radio and I'm Ali Braidwood. And next is an artist who I've only recently discovered and I'm so glad I have. This is the excellent Francis Gain and Honey Trap. Stuck with sickness until I die And take the tape reels and cut the good parts Glue them together to form my taxidermy heart I wish I was better, I wish I was free I wish that you
and that was Glasgow's Frances Gain and Honey Trap. And Frances says her influences include Radiohead, Nirvana, Lana Del Rey and Kanye West, taking the parts she loves to create her own signature Gain style. I cannot wait to hear and discover more about Frances Gain because that's a brilliant song. Now it's time for our podcast suggestion of the week, or rather it's the place where our podcast suggestion would be, but I'm going to suggest a radio show, a radio drama, which is available now to catch up with on BBC Sounds, or at least the first episode is. It's called Invasive Species. Here's a bit more about it. As global temperatures rise, something is stirring in the undergrowth around an affluent village. Helen McAlpine reads a new serial from Rachel Atala, set in a near future which is uncomfortably close to our present. And I spoke about Rachel Atala's debut novel, The Pharmacist, on the show previously. It was one of her featured books. And I'm really looking forward to reading and telling you about her second novel, Thirsty Animals, which is out at the moment. I haven't got around to reading it yet. But it is focused on climate change. So it's understandable that Rachel is the person behind Invasive Species. Here's a bit more about the writer, who is an award-winning Scottish-Egyptian novelist, short story writer and screenwriter based in Glasgow. As I've just said, her debut novel, The Pharmacist, well, it was shortlisted for Best Fiction at the Scottish National Book Awards. And earlier this year, back in March, she published her second novel, Thirsty Animals. Her short stories have been published widely and she is the recipient of a Scottish Book Trust New Writers Award. In screenwriting, her first feature was developed with BBC Film and she is developing an adaptation of The Pharmacist with compact pictures, which is really exciting news. Episode 1 of Invasive Species is available at the moment. In fact, as you listen to this, I think episode 2 will be available as well. And there's five all in. I wanted to tell you about it at the very start of its run, so you won't miss any of them out. It's called Invasive Species. It's on Radio 4 and it's available to catch up with on BBC Sounds. And it's our, for one week only, radio suggestion for this week. Two further new releases back to back now, starting with Serena Sophia and Tell Me. Just give me the word and I'll follow 
I'm lost in some sort of beauty 
Two tracks was Serena Sophia's latest single, which is called Tell Me. And Serena says that Tell Me is a realization that something isn't quite right in a very toxic relationship. It's a mixture of frustration, longing, and desperation to understand why things aren't going the way you planned it. And it's great to have new music from Serena Sophia. We've had her on the show before as an artist of the week, and we always play her music when it comes out. And just there you heard Live Dawn and Beautiful Daydream, which is taken from the five-track EP of the same name, which is also out now. And it's just wonderful from beginning to the end. If you like that track, you will love the EP. We return to our featured album for this week, which is Lloyd Cole's On Pain. And from it, this is more of what you are. story 
And that was Lloyd Cole and more of what you are taken from our featured album for this week, which is Lloyd Cole's On Pain. Here's a bit more about it. On Pain is the 12th solo studio album by Lloyd Cole and was released on the 23rd of June this year. 
and it features contributions from Cole's former commotions, Lloyd Cole and the commotions bandmates, Blair Cowan and Neil Clark. There's going to be a tour in the UK and Ireland later in the year to support the album. If you only know Lloyd Cole from his commotion days, this is the perfect place to become reacquainted. The album's called On Pain and it is our featured album for this week. Now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. And the first one is Walt Disco and they're going to be at McCool's in Glasgow on Wednesday the 30th. I'm imagining that's going to be sold out if it's not already. So get in quickly. And the same could apply to our second suggestion, which is Bems at Sneaky Pete's in Edinburgh on Thursday the 31st. Leaf Caulfield is going to be at King Tut's Wawa Hut in Glasgow on Friday the 1st of September. And in the afternoon of Saturday the 2nd, Scotswahey regulars Starry Skies are playing a free gig at Hidden Gardens in Glasgow, which is behind Glasgow's tramway in the south side, and it's going to be at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And if you still fancy more music that day, after you've seen Starry Skies, then Gravel are going to be at Glasgow's Hug and Pint on the evening of Saturday the 2nd. And that's our pick of the gigs for this coming week. Now let's fit in two more releases before we have to say cheerio. Starting with the latest from Josephine Sillers, this is Slow.
And the first of those two was the latest from Josephine Sillars. It's called Slow, following on from the recent release of the single That Boy. And both tracks will be on Josephine's next EP, which I can't wait to hear and play you. 
And just there, you heard the latest from I See Islands, which is called Find the Machine, taken from the forthcoming album, which doesn't have a release date as yet, but once it does, I will let you know. And we'll hopefully have the man behind I See Islands on the show to tell us all about it. And that's all, folks, for another week. This has been the Scots Wehe Show, and I've been Ali Braidwood. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or head to scotswehey.com. Next up on Cam Glen Radio is Paul Puppet with The Spangled Show. But let's all meet up next Sunday at seven o'clock and we can do it all over again. I'm going to leave you with one of my favourite songs of recent years. It also happens to be one of my mum's favourites, whose birthday it was this week, so I'll dedicate it to her. This is Man of the Minch and Rosanna from the brilliant album The Tide is at the Turning. Take care, have a cracking week, and I'll see you soon. Rosanna, Rosanna, I love your son I'm holding his hand in front of everyone His mother and father and all of his friends I know you'd rather this would And I
Rosanna, Rosanna, it's just one day. And don't you know we were born this way? We'll make a promise, and that's all that I ask. Please don't force him to wear this. And I an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. Anorexia Bulimia Care is running a befriending service for people suffering from anorexia or bulimia. If you need support, you can go to their website, which is anorexiabulimiacare.org.uk, or find them on Facebook, and you'll be paired with someone who has had a similar experience and recovered. Universal Connections is holding walks every Monday, meeting outside their base on Burnhill Street from 11am. Some walks will be in the local area, and other times you'll be bused to take a walk further afield. For more information, call Graham on 0141 647 3101. And finally, Grow 73 is looking for volunteers to get involved with their work in Overton Park. You can make new friends, learn about wildlife, get involved in physical activity and much more. You can check them out on Facebook or for more information, email eugenie at grow73.org. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local.